This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Allison Lee Rosenfeld, the voice of Bonnie and Nurse Joy from Pokemon, Rio Castle, Riley, and Allie from Yu-Gi-Oh!, and star of Crumbly Kitchen. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week, Pokemon Sword and Shield returns with the first of two expansion quests as we review the Owl of Armor. All this and more as ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. and welcome back to another episode of select start i am your host xavier josiah hope everybody had a great and safe juneteenth and that is exactly why we did not do a show normally which is normally thursday or friday thursday mostly because i was you know playing uh the game that we're going to review this week and second is that friday was june 19th and out of respect of that I decided to take off like i would any other holiday because it is a holiday that deserves to be celebrated if you don't know anything about juneteenth or why is uh, a big deal is being made this year more than any other year you need to google it i can tell you this short and simple answer it is the action the absolute true day of independence it is the day that we were officially all free quote unquote and google it look up the history if you saw the special on ABC, which I felt like they did a really, really good job doing yesterday, uh, covering Juneteenth, um, definitely go check it out. There are plenty of ways. Uh, you could go back to the old uh, episode of Blackish, which I kind of credit Kenya Barris and the cast of Blackish for acknowledging it. Because honestly, even us, a lot of us didn't even know about this holiday up until recent and some people did some people were you know in tune some a lot of people were because that was one of the things they missed out in high school or elementary school we even in our communities we didn't know about this holiday and and know about this part of history and that's truth that is real truth and it's just now getting out there and now you know i i really i i, I think kenya bears deserves a little bit of credit by writing in stories about this holiday and about this actual day in history so if you don't know about it if you want to cheat a little bit definitely go check out the uh the blackish episode called juneteenth also uh his other show um black af which also kind of covers a little bit of juneteenth or it, it partially does but also if and to those who saw that um juneteenth special on abc that's a, they did a really good job covering some things on there. It was it was really well done, um, but out of respect, we decided to take off. And you know, I was like, sure, we just do back to back. Hell, I did two episodes in one day. I used to do five episodes in a week. It's not a big deal for me, but it, it, it needed to be done. 
it needed to be done and we need to really point this holiday as a as a true holiday in a day in, in our american history uh 47 states already celebrates it and we need the other three to get the, get on the ball and then we also need it to be a national holiday a true national holiday so um here's the hoping you know shout out to kamala harris and 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 everybody else that's trying to pull that in and they've been trying to do it for quite some time but it is what it is but i digress this episode of select start we are going to review the first of two expansion quests from pokemon sword and shield the isle of armor will be uh, will be our final stage review on this episode and uh we're gonna talk about that we're gonna definitely talk about that what i thought about it you know overall and whether it was worth the money put in so we'll definitely get on uh the ball with that as well but we got some news to talk about so let's jump on that uh some really interesting news that just came about here uh this is really 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 uh kind of big news as far as gaming is concerned as well Guinness Book of Records reinstates Billy Mitchell into the legendary list of record breakers once again. If you guys remember, Billy Mitchell, if you're if you're a hardcore gamer like that, Billy Mitchell was uh, acknowledged for achieving a record world record setting scores on Pac-Man and Donkey Kong, uh, but was disqualified from the Guinness World Records due to word that Mitchell achieved his legendary accomplishments on an emulator. Now. While some may not understand the emulator situation, emulators is basically emulators kind of will give you the opportunity to take liberties with certain ways of gameplay if you really know what you're doing. So, I mean, no different than a cab, though. That's the thing that gets me. It's like you can't. I mean, there's. I guess you can if you're if you're smart and savvy like that. You can, you know change the code to do some things that will allow you to take liberties with the scores i guess but i guess yeah i guess if you already have it in the cab is already set in a sense but uh you know emulator is probably is is the reason why emulators are probably not a considered a regulated you know method of getting you know game scores in this case because you you have an easier way to manipulate the code and manipulate the configurations to make it uh to your means but upon new discoveries by uh, guinness they decided to you know they decided that the new evidence warranted uh his or warranted their decision to reinstate mitchell's records back in the history books mitchell achieved five legendary scores from 1982 all the way to 2010 which includes the highest score in donkey kong uh which is eight hundred thousand seventy eight hundred seventy four thousand three hundred points on november of 1982 that was the first one that was the one that was documented that was on the documentary first perfect score on pac-man which was three million three hundred thirty three thousand three hundred and sixty points god that probably took forever in july of 1999 july 3rd of 1999 uh june 4th 2005 fourth of july 2005 he had the highest score from donkey kong once again one million for uh one million forty seven thousand two hundred points on independence day 2005 he then went ahead two years later to make to be another score with donkey kong with one million fifty thousand two hundred points 
on July 14th, two years later in 2007. Then in 2010, he beat his highest score once again, 1,062,800, July 31st, 2010. So amongst that, what happened was for what I read, uh, reports were saying that basically he found he had video footage of him actually configuring the settings for Pac-Man and Donkey Kong at the proper settings, the settings, the normal settings that is required to play the game and get the scores. So when they saw that, that warranted them to actually uh, reinstate him. And that's awesome. That is awesome. He filed lawsuits against many people to clear his name. And I, you know, this is the part I keep talking about. This is the part I, I so love what he did. I respect anybody who fights for their word. I remember if you guys remember, I told you about, you know, my story and how I was, you know, arrested wrongfully arrested for a mistaken identity of a robbery a while back. And if you haven't heard that, go back to my episode where I review Just Mercy uh, because I told my story of that as well. But I am a big advocate of people who are who are truly innocent of their of their uh, accusations or crimes. And they fight for it because when you are blamed for something, when you're absolutely accused of something that you know you didn't do, your first natural reaction is to is to fight back. You're going to defend your name because if you did something, if you truly did something, you're not going to put much weight on it because you did it. And even if you lied about it, there's still a way to actually notice that you did it because you're not fighting. You're not fighting. And there's a certain way of how people fight. And I know there are people because they like, well, people yell and all. Yeah, no, no. There's a certain way that people, because people who BS when they try to say that they don't do it and get loud because they think getting loud is going to, you know, is going to actually do it. No, that that really rarely ever works. You have to back it up. If you go as far as looking for evidence, if you try to clear your name in what way and such, there's a big chance that that person really actually didn't do it because he actually is going out of his way to find evidence of his of his innocence. That's what Billy did. That's what I did. Like we never hid away from the situation. We fought for our name. You know, it's just as clear as that. When you really didn't do something, you're going to fight for you because your name means something. Your name means everything. You want to make sure that your name stands for something, at least most people. And when it comes to stuff like that, you definitely want to go all out. And that's what people do. Whenever I see somebody go all out to try to clear their name, to me, that leans me on the side of there's a possibility that person really didn't do it or he really didn't say he did when people it's all in how people react upon the accusation and it does take time sometimes it doesn't happen instantly but you know when people you could just trust me you could just tell when people are true to their word in this case And and billy mitchell really he went all out it took him a long time to do this but he finally got it out and he finally got reinstated. So kudos to Billy Mitchell for that, because I think that, that this is awesome results. Um, and especially during this time. I mean, this man created a legacy on it uh, in his own right in the world of gaming. And that will never be taken away. And 
you know what's great about this? They did a documentary on him and this score. I I forgot. I, I believe I saw that the uh, a while back, but I don't remember if they put a something afterwards that said that he his uh, scores were taken out. They have the means to do a documentary fighting this. This is a means to do a whole entire new documentary talking about this whole entire uh, issue. This is a great follow-up for him and anybody to check it out. I, if, if I was those guys who put it together, now granted, we're on, we're on a different time you know, now with COVID-19 and everything, so I don't know how much they can do in a sense of getting to talk to him up close now you know we are starting to open up more so we'll see but this is a perfect opportunity this is actually more of an opportunity for those guys to be able to do a whole new documentary because i would love to to, uh, hear about what went into all of this and what went down and this is awesome this is absolutely awesome so kudos to billy mitchell on that note and um you know with everything going on you know, to get that news, if I was, you know, put, you know, shoe on the other foot, I would be ecstatic and relieved that, you know, my legacy has been sealed um, and been proven. So, you know, that's awesome. I, I really, I really dig that. That's awesome. You know what else is awesome, folks? Nether Realm. <laughs> Nether Realm. The makers of such games as Mortal Kombat injustice god among us the justice series and that's it they don't do anything else but actually that's really crazy because like injustice like the whole injustice thing and the mortal Kombat thing that's all they've done and they in ed boone got paid for life on those just alone um it's kind of like game freak when they made po- just made pokemon games through all their life and they tried to go outside of that and it just didn't work out yeah sorry my little town hero that j- that's shit sucked <laughs> but they have been doing something really really cool here um today is the 20th and you have an opportunity right now if you haven't already if you haven't played it in a while if you don't own it on the xbox and ps uh four you have the opportunity to play injustice god among us for free this weekend from uh and, and from what the tweet uh for what the tweet said till the 25th there's no reason as to why they're doing this and at this point i don't care i, I, I already own the game own the game on uh I, I own the game both on a ps vita and uh ps4 and i believe ps3 as well it's an awesome game even to this day it's it's, it's an awesome game with a fantastic story i don't know why they're doing this this you know whenever they do stuff it always leads to something else all i know is that i still i am still waiting for them to put injustice one and two on the nintendo switch because they can do it it can be done it absolutely can be done i had this conversation by the way with one of our um acmg uh members and i forget what game was it that we were talking about here I want to. I want to believe. I forgot what game this was that we were talking about, but he, for some reason, felt like. Oh, like, oh God! What game was this? Because the deal was was that. Um, oh, it was Kingdom Hearts. It was Kingdom Hearts. It was Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. All right. So Kingdom Hearts announced that they're doing a brand new game. It's a rhythm game. 
uh, that will be available for the Nintendo uh, Switch and the PlayStation 4. Uh, I forgot. I, I don't know if it's going to be an Xbox, but whatever. But it's coming. And we had this conversation about uh, uh, them putting Kingdom Hearts 3 on the Nintendo Switch. Now, take note. While I believe that it's amazing that some of these games are being put in, the reality is not every game is going to make it on a Nintendo Switch. I think Kingdom Hearts 3 will not make it on and that, that could be absolutely wrong here but just judging on what i've always known and learned about things there's some games that i mean the misconception that i think people have sometimes is that they tend to think that game companies can just up and do things at the snap of a finger without any thought or strategy or planning no there's always a budget that they have to worry about there's always time restriction uh restriction that they have to worry about because like you can't just say up and do this game how many people is going to take to put this game together how much time is it going to take away from another game that we're going to be working on and most importantly is this going to make money off of the capital and time and all that that you're going to put in it's not that simple it is never that simple you can't just up and do it like I, people have this misconception gamers has this mis, uh, misconception that they just think about putting any game at any time on any console and that's it no there's a huge thought process uh, process here. they actually have staff meetings where they strategize on what's the best game to come out that will get the most out of their dollar they you gotta remember they're a company they put a lot of money into these games they have a capital they have a certain budget so they can't put in a million dollar budget on something if they're not going to get a million dollars or more back and they sometimes breaking even is not enough and when it comes to square enix if you guys all remember because for some reason he felt the person felt that the reason why Kingdom Hearts did not succeed was because it wasn't on a Nintendo Switch. No. Okay, here's the problem with that. I had to stop him there. When Kingdom Hearts was first announced, there was no mention of the Nintendo Switch. The Nintendo Switch wasn't even thought of. It wasn't even, like, they didn't even announce a new Nintendo console when that, that's how far back. You gotta remember, the six, the, the, what I believe is the true fail or the lack of lack of true success of Kingdom Hearts 3 was due to too little too late. And if you remember, it took I'm thinking it took like at least I've watched E3 consistently for five years. During those five years we've been hearing or four years for that matter we've been hearing kingdom hearts 3 coming out back to back to back and every single time every single time kingdom hearts was announced there was no release date it was always a delay there was always stuff going on and it never came out and fans were uberly hyped when it first announced myself included then still hyped the second year 
then the hype start to dilute the third year then the fourth year came and then by the time it happened it finally happened the hype was gone and it, you didn't have that same feel so like even when i by the time i even played kingdom hearts even when playing kingdom hearts 3 i was like i just didn't have the the hype feel i had because it was just like i waited so long for this and it's here and then when i played it it wasn't like it didn't live up it didn't live up and a lot of people felt it, it was good but it wasn't it didn't give you that epic epic feel no it is not because it was on a playstation it wasn't on a switch it was not it was due to lack of uh delays uh you know a lot of hype promotion and no give back and that's something that we always had with square enix they've take forever to make a game but when a game comes out it usually is great but when it came to kingdom hearts for some reason it just flushed all the hype out and which is really interesting because when they announced um when they announced final fantasy 7 remake they made sure not to make that damn mistake again and, and they were there was no way they're gonna make that mistake again so when they said that they were gonna do it they notice if you notice when they were talking about it when they kept bringing it up they had new footage they 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 didn't show it as much as they did kingdom hearts the years before i i guarantee they learned a lot from that experience they didn't show it as much and when they did they had some things that was worth mentioning and then they finally came out with the date they did not want to screw up people's expectations and hype for this game and they didn't they did it they did everything right with that game which was the polar opposite of what they were doing with kingdom hearts 3 and when we finally got it not only did we get it on time well digitally at least but we also got it everything that we asked for more and they got their money back hugely from that so and you got to remember that's an exclusive that was not on a switch i don't i i i don't understand the logic of why he felt that it needed to be on a switch to be successful it, it, it was impossible the switch was never even mentioned when the first time it was out and also memory capacity kingdom hearts 3 is about four is minimum 40 gigs big nintendo switch games at best only go up to 30 and that's stretching it that is stretching it um the witcher you got nba 2k uh what is it 18 2k 20 uh at wwe 2k 19 is about like 20 gigs um there's some games that are huge in this system and look i gotta tell you like it, it just wouldn't happen not to mention if it took them like all those years to put together kingdom hearts 3 and all that money to put together kingdom hearts 3 Take a feel as to how long it may take to port that onto the Nintendo Switch by also diluting the graphics and sacrificing the graphic uh, capacity and power just to fit that uh, into the game. Is it worth the money? Will they get that money? I kind of believe they won't. Now, if you're talking about Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 and the uh, and, and, and the spinoff games that they made for that, yes because those games were out during the playstation 2 they were out during the playstation 3 and they are as far as memory capacity they are much much lower they made kingdom hearts 3 
specifically for the next gen systems to have that same graphic quality now i believe if nintendo comes out with another system later down the line a new gen system that is going to be more powerful than the switch i i believe that system will be able to easily port a game like kingdom hearts 3 if they wanted to but they're already doing so much with the switch right now it's going to be really really hard for them to put that in there and make that all fit and download it and again and again i again i i could be wrong this is just this is just my hypothesis if you if you want to put it that way but i i really don't see kingdom hearts being put on a switch uh it's just it's just not it's just unrealistic to me that they would do that um i can see the other games maybe but not kingdom hearts 3 but you know again you got to think about you can't just openly just say something without put without putting any thought process in it like I, this is why i think like people who are online t- this this is why misconceptions always come in and you get these stupid arguments uh, um and debates with people who don't really understand how the companies work how the systems work you know if you want to really truly understand that listen to some of the interviews that i've done with some of the people who are behind the scenes of some of your favorite games or just in general because they're game developers and they know what the hell they're talking about from experience and if you learn from that then you get an understanding of that but you cannot say you can you just really cannot assume that they're going to come out with a game just because just for the sake of for no reason because they got the money no a lot of these damn companies really don't have the money and that's why they strategically come out with these things because they got a budget they have a budget they got a capital they got to make back on that bank and you can't just loosely just come out with a game and thinking like oh we can afford to do this no time there's a you know it's a great point there is a game called game dev story and i really should i i i believe i've reviewed this a long time ago game dev story is just one of many different simulation games it's like an 8-bit simulation game i um believe uh kairosoft is the name of the company and i love these games because they do kind of give a simple realistic type of way of how things work in in certain aspects and game dev story just like they do anime story which is another one that i love because you're working in an anime stu- uh, studio and you're create you're trying to create a anime uh that will make a lot of money that will get a lot of popularity game dev story uh has you making pro- uh, the top game you're trying to make a award-winning game you you make a game that will make profit based on the money that you have and you just from there you know the more successful you are at making a game and the more money you get and the more money you get the more you'll be able to do but it's not that easy it's not that simple you still gotta hire people you still gotta do all these things and you know this so much like people really need to jump on that it's it's such a game dev story is such a great perspective of how things are but not to its totality i'm pretty sure there's a lot more to it but they put in a lot of thought process to let people understand what goes into these things and really how good are you at think it's a really great game to put your money where your mouth is all the people who talk a lot of crap about what they think they know play that game play that game 
see how successful you are and see what goes into it and that's that's just kind of a that's just one aspect if you don't make any money from playing that game then you don't know what the hell you're talking about for the get-go but it teaches it kind of it's it's it reminds me of how you know fisher price this is like a video game version of fisher price for adults to like be able to learn about how things are done respectfully and then you go into the industry and you figure out it's a little bit of that plus a lot more <laughs> so you know it's just one of those things right there um yeah it, it's just no way i mean if you really want to know more about what's going on in the game development system don't assume what you know don't just say stuff out of your ass typing on a couch actually do the research actually do your homework actually get in touch with people you know in the industry you know hell do what i do <laughs> you know or you can listen to one of my interviews or all of my interviews on talktimelive.com forward slash exclusives or they tap into the exclusives tab on the on the website and you can listen to some of those people because they know what the hell they're talking about and what you think you know you may not know <laughs> that's just plain and simple so this summer this is a very interesting summer you know we got a lot going on a lot going a lot a lot a lot i can't stress that enough a lot going on but with the uh unfortunate uh canceling of e3 game companies and media has been trying very hard to give us something of that type of feel by doing a summer of gaming series which unfortunately at the end of the day it's it's doing what it's doing but i don't think it's doing nearly enough of what e3 has done because it's not being talked about it's not you know i it's barely being talked about in in all formats um social media hasn't really mentioned anything about the summer games i mean individually people are talking about certain aspects like the playstation was a big deal the playstation pretty much should have been just e3 itself at this case um there are other companies that are going to be showing their games and showcasing their games and stuff like that and um it's it's going to be very interesting it's going to be interesting to see but uh there are some new events that are coming up uh very soon for instance uh a presentation called new game plus expo is coming and all these are virtual expos as well these are not live uh events these are all virtual events and because of COVID 19 everything has to result to you know video presentations something that you know nintendo has spearheaded successfully very successfully i might add but new game plus expo coming uh june 23rd it's going to be showcasing upcoming releases from developers and publishers such as sega atlas snk wait forward arc system works gunho natsumi spike chunsoft and much more and that spike chunsoft is going to be very interesting because i wonder what that's going to be about um can we finally get fire pro on the switch because that's going to kill things that is really going to kill things if that, that's what they're doing i think now's the time i think now's the time for them to put that on that system there is no reason why it shouldn't have never been on that system it's been tested more than enough on the playstation as well as the on steam as well uh by the way shout out to ed on our acmg facebook group he actually pointed out that there is a new a, uh, a new expansion a free expansion for fire pro wrestling world right now and that's the uh 
What is that? That is the Movecraft. Uh, I guess you could create your own moves. I haven't tested it out yet. I downloaded it, but I haven't tested it out yet. But you will be able to, from what I've read, you'll be able to create your own moves or modify different moves to do something that you want. So if the Kaneko Buster is not already in there, it will be in there. But I believe it's in there possibly because somebody from Stardom uses the Kaneko Buster and beautifully. So hopefully that's in there. If not, I'm, and if they allow me, I will create the Kaneko Buster. That's a whole nother uh, thing for a whole nother episode, folks. Uh, but... They also, um, the, uh, the show will be shown on Twitch from 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 11 uh, a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're in the East, if you're in the East Coast, 11 a.m. If you're in the West uh, Coast, 8 a.m. So don't miss it. I, you know, there's a lot of great companies in there, some of which have been on our show here. Uh, I'm talking about Way Forward at best. Uh so I'm looking forward to seeing what's going, what they're going to be promoting from there. I, you know, I especially wait for it because wait for it. I'm a big fan of always have been shout out to all of them over there. Uh, really cool guys over there. And, um, their, their, their work has just been phenomenal. I always been a fan of their stuff. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they're coming out with next, uh, in this new. So June 23rd, get ready to check that out there. You also, I actually, I am actually excited about this because now I've seen so much of it. Uh, I am looking forward to playing this game. Marvel's Avengers War Table on June 24th, the day after, um, from 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, East, so, and again, West Coast, 10 a.m., East Coast, 1 p.m. We will get our first look at new gameplay, including co-op play, story missions, and more. You can check it out. Uh on the square enix channel on twitch when that arrives so folks that will do it for this news edition here we're going to take a break come back and have our final stage review of pokemon sword and shield isle of armor we'll do that right after this Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Folks, we are back with our final stage review, and it is my review of Pokemon Sword and Shield Isle of Armor. Is the one of two expansion quests that you will get uh, from getting the season pass. Uh, before I do that, 
I do want to point out and, and, and give a disclaimer once again that any reviews that I give are basically my opinion on my experience of it. What that means is that that is my opinion of my experience of it. And that is it. It is not a way of dictating whether you should play it or not. It is just saying what I believe. This is from a fan review, which is the same as what your review. And I'm saying that because at the end of the day, it is all about what you think. Whether you agree or disagree with what I, what I think, that's one thing. Whether if I give you some uh, constructive criticism or thought to what I critique, you know, it, that can help you and, and give you an idea of whether you want to play the game or not. That's a whole thing. But, and I'm saying this because I just, again, I'm looking at uh, my ACMG Facebook group and one of the, uh, you know, they're bringing up The Last of Us 2, which is looks like a great game is the last of us 2 and why possibly i never will review that game or the first one is because that's not my type of game and you know i've done the zombie thing or whatever the hell is based on or the uh the survival games like that it's just not my deal it's just not my deal i, I don't get down on you know those type of games and that's fine there are other people who do i respect that I, I do want to say this it is a beautiful looking game i do love the trailer with her with the main character you know playing a guitar and all that stuff i it's beautiful and i know and i do kind of know the narrative and story of what's going on there in the follow-up to the first game that's awesome but it's just not my type of game um i have a different feel for the games that i play and i, I you know that's just the way i like it you know some people dig it some people don't but that's okay but one of my uh, members of the acmg facebook group you know they talked about they were talking about the last of us uh, my man craig posted something on about the last of us and you know one of my members uh wesley uh I believe she put it on air and asked what is the big controversy or why people are making a big deal about the uh the game and i had to stress out I had to stress this out that normally when people make a big deal about it or we think that people are making a big deal about things and sometimes a lot of people are sometimes a big percentage of people are but it's usually the vocal minority of people and those are the loudest people those are the loudest ones that are making a lot of noise and it may seem like it's a bunch of people but when you really think about it it's really not it never usually is a lot of people it's usually a small group of people who make the loudest noise but if you look at the numbers if you look at the sales if you look at the reviews of certain things then yeah it it, it usually is but you know i don't i can't speak for the last of us because like once again i haven't played it um but and this is why sometimes I wish I did have other people on that can talk about this, but you know, certain games that I don't play, but it's really hard to find consistent people who can consistently be on the show. Cause you know, it's a, it's a lot, it takes a lot to do on the show. And if we, if you realize that we had people on the show years back and we don't now, there's a reason for that. But, um, you know, it's, you got to really don't take too much weight. Don't put too much weight on what other people think. If you enjoy these games on your own, don't feel bad because somebody else doesn't. That's their kick. Enjoy the games the way you want it. 
we could talk about games all day i could give my review my critique my opinion but you know and you could take it for what you want it may help you it may not but at the end of the day if you enjoy it enjoy it if you didn't enjoy it that's your deal that's all i'm saying it's all about you but don't put too much weight on the vocal minority which is just a small group of people and i think people need to stress that and say that vocal minority for uh, term more because it'll imprint and, and and condition themselves to realize that that's just a small group of people in one section of a social media group of millions and there's and the majority may actually like the game more or less more than anything you got to i mean there's some things that are warranted you know about certain things and certain games in certain aspects but in other cases it's like it really isn't it really isn't so take it for what you will don't put too much emphasis on my things or other things as well but i'm just saying now with that said here's my review of isle of armor which is again the first of two expansion storylines of the latest pokemon game on a nintendo switch which arrived this week what did i think of this game and what did they have to offer this time around well we got a new story involving your trainer heading to a new land outside of the gallery the gallery region in this short story and it was short your trainer goes on a journey to a land known as the isle of armor this is a land which is basically an island separate from the Gala region, thereby also distancing themselves from anything that's going on in that region. If you go, as you go into the story, you start to realize that they're far away from this land. It, it almost, the Isle of Armor almost plays like the Shaolin Temple. And if you go to the Shaolin Temple, they are so far removed from anything that goes on in any other country in the world they just have their own ideology and their own thing going on. So this is an island that separates himself, you know, from that land. But when you first arrive, you come uh, from the train station, which is weird that you're going to a train station, because if you look at the map, I didn't think about this. If you look at the map, you, you get it, you get an armor pass or you get a pass that takes you that takes you to the Isle of Armor. But if you look at the map, it is separate from so maybe you're going under underwater there's an underwater tunnel train station a train tunnel which is not too far off there's some areas in our city that goes under <laughs> you know with their trains but it, it's just really interesting i don't know how to answer that if that they go you travel by train or by no no that's not true i i forgot no that's not true you travel by flight because i remember when you go okay i just answered my own question when you first start into the game and you first travel there you travel via one of those air flight things so i just answered my question enough said move on moving on <laughs> i thought you traveled for the train station though it just ah pokemon but you first go you you get from that station and you will meet clara who is the story's new focus basically focal point and your trainer's new rival pretty much clara was there to pick up the latest student of the dojo but fell into a for, uh, a, a bit of an altercation with you at the beginning clara comes off a little bit like spoiled and entitled 
uh, in this story because she will eventually become the most annoying character in the story of this uh, of this uh, expansion uh, quest. So from there, you will travel to the Field of Honor to where you will meet Dojo Master Mustard and his younger wife, Honey, who believes you are the new student that is supposed to be tra- that you're supposed to be training with. So you go along with it, uh, even though you are not, and you have the opportunity to train with this new Pokemon um, and master. I want to take note, and I thought this was really funny because the minute I saw these two together, I found out that they were a couple. The first thing that came to my mind, it it, it is very possible that they did this. It is very possible that the couple of Mustard and Clara were based on the actors Ed O'Neill which many of you know is Al Bundy, or in this case, uh, I forgot the character that he plays on uh, with Sofia Vergara in Modern Family. If you look at Honey, and if you, I put up a picture of Honey and Sofia Vergara. They look exactly the same. Well, I want to say exactly because there's some slight differences in character design. I'm just going to say it like that. In, 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 in framework, if you will, but the face, and if you put longer hair on her, in a sense, there's some resemblance of Sofia Vergara and Honey. And the fact that she's married to um, Dojo Master Mustard as a older gentleman with a younger, um, you know, wife, it kind of plays on that. It really kind of plays on it. It's very interesting that, you know, it, it you know, that that dynamic is there but honey's you know just look at it put put yourself up in fact on instagram i'll probably do the comparison on that with there as well so we'll see but um honey also introduces you to her son hyde who later uh shows that he is making a robotic pokemon made of a gasoline canter and a vacuum cleaner with a duck head and I'm kind of thinking, I'm like, this kid looks very young. How, how, why are they letting him use anything that involves a gasoline canteen to make a robot from a back? Like that, I just feel like that's just really irresponsible as parents in there, but that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> Clara, unfortunately, never picked up uh, the new student thinking that uh, she was, she would be punished. As a result, she ends up claiming uh, your trainer the person your character as the new student so she wouldn't get in trouble and uh we i don't think we ever did find out who that other one is or it could be the character in the epilogue portion of this story as well uh but as you know as she thought she was out of the clear thanks to uh your character agreeing to keep it a secret she would soon regret that that's not uh the case and she would regret uh not telling the truth on that note you have been asked in the meantime by master mustard to complete three tasks to be worthy enough to earn the right to battle for a special armor each time that you complete the task clara begins to get jealous and again entitled and spoiled uh you know and and hating the fact that like she lets you you know in on this but not realizing that your skills and abilities are very high and again that a lot of that is um uh, unbeknownst to her and the entire dojo not knowing that the current and reigning 
champion who beat who dethroned Leon. They don't realize that your character is that person because they're not connected to what's going on in the Gala region. The completion of the challenges results in you uh, in, in a uh, battle between you and Clara because you both have tied. And a lot of it is basically Clara whining and crying to get her way into this part. And he's just saying, OK, yeah, your family, let's do it, whatever. So you guys wind up getting to a battle and the battle, uh, the winner of the battle actually gets the armor. After defeating Clara, you receive the armor in the form of a new Pokemon named Cupfu. Possibly one of the cutest new uh, designs that they have made to date. Cupfu is a new fighting Pokemon with an assimilated, uh, with an assimilated ability that is matched by other Pokemon like Eevee. So, you will spend time with Cupfu to bond uh, and level up with them while also facing against new Pokemon that I've actually had the chance of finding, such as uh, Among, Among Us, Fetch Hinder, uh, Boof, what is it, uh, Buff, Bufflin, which is like my favorite character. He's a bull with an afro. <laughs> and Rockruff, which was like a really cute uh, puppy Pokemon. No, uh, Bufflin, Bufflin, which is, I love his design. He's a bull, like literally a huge bull with an afro in it. <laughs> afro in it. And he does inflict a lot of huge damage. So I love that as well. So um, you also now can talk and travel. I'm sorry. You can now walk and travel with your Pokemon. Uh, much like you did with uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Uh, that game. Which I always thought like why wasn't that on the game before? Why did they wait till the expansion quest to do it? But better late than never, you now can walk with your Pokemon. If you, if your Pokemon is the first Pokemon on your uh, in your pack, then that's the Pokemon that you will be walking with. So you can have Pikachu with you, like the cart, like the anime series, or you can have you know Cub Fu or whoever you want to walk with you now everywhere you go. So that's cool. Uh, I thought that was pretty awesome on there as well. Now the thing is too, uh, very interesting. Uh, logically, if characters like cup foo or pikachu can't walk that fast because they're small then you will most likely speed past them and as you're running so you gotta pace yourself with them and make sure that they meet up with you but if you're like a huge pokemon then it will be able to keep up with your pace throughout the whole time i do want to point out too the other cool thing about this is that you get a new bike. You get a new style bike. Um, they mentioned this before on the uh, Nintendo Direct, though. But it's really cool to see. Now, there's a person who can redesign your bike and, and pimp your bike out. You can make it white or black. But uh, even more is that you're faster this time around. So they made they tricked it uh, really well. And you get this little really cool blur uh bike uh you know effect with it as well. So it's awesome. I like what they did. But there's a nice little added touch to that as well. So... You and Cupfu journey to prove that you uh, that you are skilled enough to face Master Mustard in a more intense battle than the first time around. Because you beat him the first time around, but it was just like for, you know, sparring. Uh, this time around, you actually, it, it becomes more intense. Uh, to, to do this, you choose one of two paths, which consists of two abilities uh, for Cupfu's evolution. And that's the Tower of Water or the Tower of Darkness. The Tower of Water... Uh, if you go to that path, 
you will acquire the ability to have Cup Fu use a uh, water type, and which is a new fighting water type deal that allows you to do multiple strikes, a combo of strikes. If you do the Tower of Darkness, you become pretty much Akuma in a sense, but also requiring the a one strike deal which i believe just puts more you know per, uh, requires more damage to you whereas the water type is it's a combination it's a multiple combination of strikes uh that you do so it is there and i felt that there was a bruce lee type of uh tribute going on here especially with the water so i went with the water <laughs> in there and i felt like the darkness was hinting on akuma goki if you will so i was like i'm gonna stay away from there i'm gonna respect master lee and go for that and not to mention the yellow and uh black with one stripe doge uh gi that you also acquire in the game was believed to be a tribute to bruce lee as well so i thought that was awesome i wanted to go i wanted to be water in this case so you beat him and you get uh, a chance to evolve cup uh, fu to ursifu which is a really really cool looking pokemon i love he he looks he kind of does I, I hate to say it but he does look like he has a hint of ryu <laughs> a slight hint of ryu in there um and even by the way he does his uh stance and everything too it's just awesome um which includes one of the two new abilities as well that i recommend not switching for any other thing because i as of yet i don't know if you could get a um a training disc with that so a tm disc uh for it so i don't know if you'll be able to master that i think that may be a one-time deal so you know be careful as to whether you want to do it or not once you complete the t uh that task you will end the main story of this expansion and to it an epilogue involving a familiar friend that you played on the main game who helps you search for ingredients to make max soup which is something that you've already made before but this time you have a extra ingredient that you'll be able to find here so the game offers really nothing more to the story other than that and it, it is a really short story you do have a couple of mini quests in there but the mini quests aren't that appealing they really are not i mean you find a few dig uh digis or diglets in uh throughout this game you get uh extra pokemon for finding them and some of the pokemon are really cool but it, it's, it's like other than that it's really nothing i mean there is a lot of good replay value already in the game because you have the original main map that allows you to train and compete in the tournaments and all this stuff but eh, honestly when it when it's all said and done when it's all over it, i didn't i mean it was just it was okay i mean overall the expansion was honestly it really was kind of a disappointment in the sense of it didn't really give you a huge experience and i've played a lot of different expansion stories you know recently that were like excellent and i mean absolutely fantastic follow-up storylines and i'm talking i'm talking to that of um mortal kombat 11 aftermath and i even stretch it out even more to marvel ultimate alliance 3 with their expansion like nobody knew that they were coming out with a story and that story was awesome because it involved dr doom and fantastic four so amongst others you know expansions that you had so i mean yeah 
I I felt like they could have done better here because while you get the same great quality gameplay and that never changed there was nothing new added to that while you get the same quality gameplay fans of the series have been known to love i felt like the story felt very lackluster with a anticlimactic ending that left me like meh <laughs> i you know i was hoping for an epic storytelling experience with the feel of a pokemon movie because if you've ever watched a pokemon movie it always resulted in there's, there's a formulaic thing happens in Pokemon movies. One, there's a really, really vicious bad guy or um, really bad antagonist that you that um, Ash always has to face. Followed by some really epic climatic battles because they up to Annie with the animation and everything there. So I was hoping for that type of experience because we got that experience from other anime uh, titles before. Um, I will give it one piece has given us a game that gave us the same type of movie experience as they would in the game. You know, uh, I think it was R unlimited. It, that was the one. And I really enjoyed that, that they gave that to us in that fashion. Hell the recent, uh, the recent, uh, deal gave us sort of kind of a great, experience as well but instead we were left with a game experience that was equivalent to a bad filler episodic saga that we see it often in other anime series so hopefully the next expansion pack or quest the crown thundra which i believe is coming in december will make up for this because this did not to me live up it was just it it was just there i was when when i felt like it was going to lead to something it didn't so it was uh i would have been better if they just gave us the pokemon character and everything because it just didn't i mean presentation wise it was all it was great but overall the execution of it and when i i just felt like i if i if this was related to a theater experience i just left the theater like uh <laughs> it just so if i was to grade this expansion quest i i unfortunately i'm gonna have to give it a c plus it, it, it was just it was just there it didn't feel worthy at all and I, you know i got some cool little things out of it i got some good pokemon there was some new pokemon in there but when you try to put in a story you gotta give the story an umph especially when you compare it to other expansion um you know story modes and quests or whatever that uh people have been playing lately let's just see if the other one and then even more the, the worst part about the pokemon uh games is that you can't replay these uh, stories again you can never unless you have to start it all over again and it's like do you really want to go through all that i mean can we get a new game plus mode in these damn pokemon games for god's sake i would love to play these games with the same with the same amount of uh, characters i've had before but you do at least to their credit you are able because you you weren't able to kind of do this before well you could in, in some games but you are at least able to replay the tournaments again and you know just keep living through the experience of that so i but i still would love to play some of the story again because some of the story was really good so folks there you have it that is that will do it for this edition of select startup thank you all for being a part of the show and hopefully i will able to take away and and entertain you for the time that i was able to this sunday i did say i was gonna do uh knives out which is available on amazon prime right now for those prime uh subscribers i'm flipping the script 
I want to check out Spike Lee's latest project, Defy Blood. So I am going to talk about that, which is available now on Netflix. So um, if you're a Spike Lee fan, definitely chime in. I want to get my thoughts on that as well. Knives Out, I think I will do down the line. Just not now. I think due to the circumstances and the situations that is going on right now, I definitely want to check out uh, the the Five Bloods because it's an interesting story about four African American veterans uh, who returned to Vietnam decades after the war to find their squad leader's remains and a stash of buried gold. So, I believe I was told that a lot of the things that were relevant going on today, unbeknownst to Spike Lee, were put into the movie. And just as what happens that things are happening now and it all makes back. So I want to watch that with everything going on and, and reflect on that as well. So that is what I will be doing tomorrow. And Knives Out, I'll eventually I will check out. But another thing I do want to check out, I may actually do this, which is why Knives Out may have to take a step down a little bit further. I have been looking at the Kaneko Man series very intently. The first 100 and something episodes or whatnot. Some of, uh, some of the sagas, I've been watching this thoroughly. I love Kanikoman. And in some cases, I may hate Kanikoman after watching these episodes because there's some very interesting things that is worth talking about. And why I'm hoping that they do a reboot to this series because it desperately needs it. And what was going on at the time and at what they were doing. Um, I had to reach out to people uh, that I know um, from Japan in order to possibly answer some of the things that were going on during this series when it was out and what may have been the ideology of the time during what was going on because there was there's some things that could be loved the stories there's some great saga and stories and you know that could even be compared to today's professional wrestling but also there were some very controversial things in here and i mean like very 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 controversial things i mean racist things in here so we're going to talk about that maybe next week i'm almost finished watching this thing um but it is going to be an interesting thing to talk about so if you're a kaneko man fan but you haven't really watched everything or if you did definitely stick around we're going to talk about that anime that classic anime series and um it's going to be very interesting from there so let's cap it off from there folks please follow us and for any new listeners out there especially the ones on Podbean, thank you for being a part of the show thank you for following and checking out this show um i am really appreciate it thank you Podbean, once again uh for you know making our show noticeable on this uh on their uh new upcoming list i, I really i am i am honored i am honored that they put us on the uh feature list in there and i've worked ever so hard to get noticed out there as much as possible and also by the way for those in philly that are listening i do have some news you may already know this may not but i will talk about this on sunday i prefer to talk to this on sunday because that's the prime show in reference to uh, a certain event that is to that was being worked on in philadelphia that i was involved with as well so we'll talk about it. you may already know about it but we'll talk about it thoroughly from there uh so we'll talk about that folks um please continue to follow us on talktimelive.com for all of our episodes there you can check out all of our episodes that are uh, upcoming as well as our exclusive interviews with some of the most known names and all of our favorite fandoms you could go to talktimelive.com click on the exclusive tab or if you want to go directly there 
Type in TalkTimeLive.com forward slash exclusive. You can also subscribe and download every episode. Never miss a beat on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. Again, Podbean, uh, Pocket Cast, and all Amazon devices. We are everywhere and anywhere you want to hear this show. Please keep supporting this show. Thank you so much. I am humbled and hopefully I can always entertain you as best I can during these times. So folks, definitely go out of your way to check us out there. Remember tomorrow, we're going to be talking about uh, the five bloods and whatever comes from next. And I do have some games that I'm going to be reviewing in the next couple weeks. So stay tuned for that as well. That will do it. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here, people. Keep fighting for our peace. Keep fighting for our equality. Take care. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.